Hello and welcome back. We are now in for season seven of my podcast, Chilling with Millie. Now, this season I have decided to talk about movies and books, but mainly um, movie, like the movie versions of books. I, I will be talking specifically about movies that I found to be very interesting and important. The movies or books that I will be covering throughout this season will be Black Klansman, The Color Purple, Green Book, Selma, Cesar Chavez, An American Hero, and um, Get Out. And then I'm also going to do the mini series, uh, When They See Us, which is not it's not a movie, it's a series, but it's a very good one. Um, but Get Out is actually <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies uh, because of how like semi spooky it is. And I also found it to be very comical, but overall, I would give it an A+. Now, these um, episodes, these podcast episodes, I'll try not to make them too long, but um, I will try not to promise. But I will try to sum up my thoughts in a span of like maybe five to seven minutes because my attention span is very short. And I know other people's attention spans can be very short as well. But the main point of me doing this is to point out and see the purpose and main themes of these movies and series and try to relate them to real life or try to get the message out of it. And I think it will be a fun season. But before I carry on, I must say that all these stories that I will be covering are are and and can be devastating for people to he- hear or to read about. So if you end up reading more about these stories or uh, watching these movies or reading the books, just know that there is the possibility of it evoking very strong emotional responses in you that can become very overwhelming. But I hope it doesn't deter you from reading about these um, stories and watching the series or watching the movies. Now, I have yet to actually see Black Klansman, but I read the book and I did watch um, all of the miniseries of When They See Us, and it completely made me bawl my eyes out. But I will say that although the Black Klansman story is important, I do not think that the book really did the story justice. Now, I heard about the story maybe like through videos or people telling me about it, but the book was not very telling about the Black police detective going undercover to infiltrate the KKK. It gave important information, but I felt that the book was missing something. It was missing more boldness and creativity with the fact that the... um the black man going undercover, he was trying to overcome racism in his personal life and overcome racism in his societal settings. There just could have been more descriptiveness in the book to evoke emotions out of me. The book really just left me left me dry, <laughs> but I appreciate it for giving me a brief comb over about the basics of the black undercover cop masquerading as a member of the KKK via a Caucasian undercover surrogate. It was it was very fascinating to hear about, but not truly fascinating enough to read and become immersed. But um, once I see the movie, uh, Black Klansman, then I will go over that, and I'll go over what I think about um, that movie in another episode. But so far, I've, I have only seen um, the Black Klansman trailers in small clips, and it looked very cool, so I'm excited to actually watch the movie sometime. But I wanted to get into the main points about the Black Klansman, and I want to get that across this episode. The premise for the Black Klansman was racism and how racism affects relationships in personal and public lives. In the book, 
Stallworth, the Black Klansman, um, he faces nuances of racism and white supremacy from all of the members of the Colorado Springs Police Department because Stallworth, he was wanted to become a police uh, policeman. Um, so Stallworth, he experienced racism during his job interview. He faced racism when he was receiving his uniform because his uniform was not properly handed to him, even when he would converse with his fellow colleagues and discuss the premise of an, an investigation, he still faced microaggressions, but they were not as um, egregious as the KKK members' white supremacist views that Stallworth has to interview for his cover story. Um, so that's sort of the main premise. He's trying to do an under a cover story of the KKK. Now, basically, the book was an account of the racism that Stallworth faced and how he handled racist um, situations and reactions. One thing that I found to be very accurate was when Stallworth describes the racist behaviors of his white supremacist groups. I have never met a white supremacist group or a person, um, to my knowledge, but when I read that part, uh, when I read that part of him investigating them, it was very interesting how he did not become overtly or even remotely emotionally responsive. That takes stability and sternness to stand or, in this case, listen or watch as people are blatantly racist to you or towards people who look like you. And you stay still in the face of the enemy without blowing away, um, with, well, without being blown away by their bullet-like words. And you learn how to stay in peace when in the face of the enemy. Now, that is something that many people have to do or learn to do. And so I found that very interesting when Stallworth was interviewing the white supremacists. Um, but when it comes to learning how to stay in peace when you're in the face of the enemy, sometimes it may be a matter of life and death, and it is easier to try to combat the negative words being spewed out as the truth, but we should try to avoid fighting fire with fire. It takes willpower, but I believe that it is easier to just stay silent, do not validate or dignify their thoughts of hatred with a response. This is always easier said than done, but with practice and with a sound mind and heart, anything can be possible. The universe will take care of the enemy in, in due time. Also, I must say this as well. White supremacist groups are terrorist groups. They are neo-Nazi terrorists, most likely made up of the far-right group members. These are the same racists that we encounter today, only they aren't just being racist towards Black people. They are being racist towards anyone of color, it seems like. They're being racist towards Hispanics, um, Asians, what we're seeing now, more Asian, Asian um, hate crimes um, because people are being racist because they blame this whole coronavirus on everyone who's of who is asian which is a bunch of bs but hate groups um in the contemporary era they seek public attention and public spotlight to display their actions and it is not for a good thing there is a difference between displaying good actions to spread needed important awareness and just displaying actions that are revolting and vile Racism in any form, whether it be racism against Asians, racism against black humans, racism against brown humans, all in all, racism is a depraved display of the most shameful, corrupt, and god-awful piece and creation of humanity. 
But <laughs> now uh, we're on the, the last one. The, the miniseries is called When They See Us. It is about five young black, boy, black boys charged with a crime of assaulting a Caucasian jogger in Central Park, which uh, is in New York. Um, this story is based on a real story about the Central Park Five. Um, the show basically portrays the racism embed, embed with <laughs> upon the social justice system and how the penal system is just as equally as ungodly and hellish. Throughout the series, I say um, manipulative empathy as a, um, as a means to draw information from the boys. That's what they did as a prosecution measure. Now, um, whenever they did the uh, interrogation scenes, I, I love the interrogation scenes, but they were saying, they were blaming um, each boy for saying that they blamed another boy as a way to evoke um, information out of the boy that they were interrogating. It was like, oh, he said this, that you did this, and then that guy would be, and then the, um, the boy would become so overwhelmed and emotionally overwhelmed that he'll just spill the beans and say he did that. I thought that was very interesting. Um, but like I said, this miniseries was very fascinating because of how well they displayed the emotion of being terrified out of their mind about being questioned by the police and about being accused in the first place. But I must say that this little series is triggering. I know for me, it was insanely triggering to the point where I felt an overflow of anxiety, hatred, fear, and everything in between. And I still recommend everyone see it or at least watch the first episode to get a feel for it, but watch it with an open heart. Um, they're their trauma and guilt and grief were transferable. The trauma that the boys had went through, it was transferable. That, that is how powerful this miniseries was, was. It makes you think about the amount of black and brown people who have been through this situation to a certain degree. But now we're at the, end of, at the end of this podcast episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. And for each episode that I will do, I will put out a trigger warning or, or something like that. I will try to state it throughout what I'm saying, because the other episodes will be covering movies that have intense themes and main points. But I hope you still listen with an open heart. But before we end, I must say a quote. I will actually say two quotes, one from each movie. I Okay, so the first quote. Um, I know you've seen things, maybe ha had to do things, defend yourself, survive, whatever might have happened, but in the end, you have the same heart. That was a quote by Angie Richardson from When They See Us. And then the second quote is by um, Kwame Chir from Black Klansman by Spike Lee. If not now, when? If not you, who? Kwame Chir. Thank you for listening, mis putas. Adios.